You're listening to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, Episode 40, with Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Paige Bowman. Welcome to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, the weekly podcast for coaches who are growing their coaching business and on their weight loss journey. Each week, we'll be tackling why weight loss feels hard and how to make hitting your weight loss goal the simplest thing you do all day. This is going to be a good one, y'all. We are talking all about maintenance. I'm going to share with you about my maintenance journey for the last year, and then I'm going to answer your questions about maintenance. It's going to be so good today. I almost can't believe it. I've been at my goal weight for a year now. And in fact, about 13 months ago, right? So a year and a month ago, I actually hit my original goal weight. And I had a lot of work to do around my true goal. That is where I'm at right now. Because I had some old stories around that number being too small. I shouldn't weigh that. Like the last time I got to that weight, it wasn't good. I didn't get there in a good way. It wasn't healthy, etc. And listen, when I say this, I know you understand me because it's only five pounds, but there's just something about when something seems dangerous, it doesn't matter how illogical it seems, right? It's like weighing five pounds less than I do now feels super dangerous, even though five pounds is well, five pounds. But as I was nearing the end of my journey, I let myself do the work on being okay with my true goal. So when I hit five pounds above this weight, I said, okay, I'm actually not done. I want to lose five more pounds. And I did it in one month, which at my current rate, I was losing about 10 pounds in three months. So this last five pounds, I dropped it fast. I was just ready to let it go. And I, at the same time, I let go of all of these old stories I had about being at this weight. And now I've been here for a year and I still, like I said, I can believe it because I've been doing it, but I also can't believe it because for the longest time, every time I lost weight within, I'd say six months I found a reason to gain it back. And what I mean by a reason is something crazy would happen in my life. And I would say, forget it. I can't keep trying to keep my weight off. I wouldn't say this, but you know what I mean? It's like, I need to go to food for comfort. This is a crazy time in my life. I need food and I need food to be my comfort. So of course I can't maintain my weight. So I would, that's right. That's the weight loss, weight gain roller coaster. I would lose, keep it off for a little bit, and then I'd gain. Now, this time I knew, I'm kind of getting into one of my answers for the questions, but this time I knew I was going to keep it off. So that's been really fun too, is I've kept it off, but I knew I was going to while I was losing, which like I said, I'll get into more, but that's kind of what my program, my coaching program is based off of, is this idea that the way we lose it or the way I have you lose it as my client is the way that you'll maintain it. But I'm getting ahead of myself because I asked you what questions you had for me about maintaining and keeping my weight off for a year. I asked you on Instagram. So if you don't follow me yet, go follow me for more times when I ask you 
what kind of things you want to learn about or what you want me to talk about or what questions you have for me for the podcast. And you can find me at Life Coach Page B on Instagram. I'm going to jump in and answer your questions. But first, here's what I want to say about being at maintenance. Just a few things off the top of my head. One, I truly believe maintenance is much easier than losing weight. Now, if you don't like that and that doesn't serve you, just delete what I just said out of your head. (laughs) But I find that maintenance is a lot easier because I've done a lot of the heavy lifting when I was on my weight loss journey. And if you haven't heard my story yet, go to episode 25. I think it's episode 25. I'll link it in the show notes where I tell you about losing 25 pounds. And the way I did it was I actually lost 10 pounds at a time. And I would take long breaks in between losing weight because I wanted to show myself how to maintain what I lost. And so because I did that, it actually is making maintenance feel like a breeze, to be honest. And so I'm going to get into answering your questions. But the the main thing I want to say is it all comes back to how you lose it. And if you go back to episode one, where I talk about what is simple weight loss, there are two words that are so important in that definition, and that's doable and maintainable. If you lose weight in a doable and maintainable way, it will be maintainable to keep the weight off. So go check that out if you have more questions about maintenance. But otherwise, let's jump into your questions. This first question says, did you notice your brain thinking, oh, I can eat past full. I'm not aiming to lose weight anymore. So why not? Did you notice your brain make suggestions to ditch the skills you'd honed? I love this question because yes, (laughs) of course it did. I have a human brain. This one comes up still now and again, because I lived for a very long time leaning on food and having that diet brain where I was like, oh, I've lost weight so I can, you know, have extra treats or I'm not restricting, you know, so whatever, don't worry about it. Or maybe I gained a few pounds and let's do a quick three-day fast. Like, yeah, that stuff still comes up, but it's so rare now and it comes up so much um, less often because I don't react to it. I don't make it a problem that my brain offers me, hey, we don't have any weight to lose. We're at maintenance. Let's just like have an extra couple of cookies and let's, you know, dig into that pie and let's have extra helpings at supper. Like, of course, my brain offers me that because I had a diet brain mentality for so long. But every time it offered me that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's some old thinking. We don't do that anymore. No problem. I would say the biggest thing here is don't expect your brain to have just flipped a switch just because you hit your weight loss goal. In fact, I like to really work with my clients on this maintenance mindset where everything isn't rainbows and daisies when you hit maintenance. In fact, you may continue finding old stories and the work might continue to be unraveling those old stories about food and yourself and your body. And what's great is that doesn't have to be a problem. It's just part of your journey as a human who thought one way for a really long time and now wants to think another way. So when you get into maintenance, have that expectation that you might still have these kind of things pop up where, 
you know, forget planning. I mean, we did that and now we're done. We're at maintenance. No, we're going to keep planning because that's how we use our prefrontal cortex and we make best decisions for our body. Like, of course, I'll keep doing that. Just because I go to the dentist and get my teeth cleaned doesn't mean that I don't keep brushing and flossing and using mouthwash for the next six months till I see my dentist again. I keep going. But if for some reason your brain offers to you to drop everything that you've been working on, just expect it and then know what you're going to say back to your brain when it offers you that. And then I would say the second part to this question is something like remembering the basics of the hunger scale, for example. So why do I want to stop eating at satiated or at full? So if my brain is like, hey, we're at our weight loss goal, we're in maintenance, we can eat past full, I'd go back to something that I worked on while I was losing weight and remind myself like, wait a second, we don't actually like eating past full. It doesn't feel good. It gets me nowhere, pretty pointless. And so when my brain offers me these things, I can also go back to the things that I learned while I was losing weight. It's like if you think about when you go into third or fourth grade, whatever year that is where you start learning multiplication and division, you still go back to the things that you learned in first or second grade with addition and subtraction. So if you need to remember things that you learned in the past, by all means, go for it. Why do I want to eat only to satiate it? Why do I want to wait till I feel hungry to start eating? Let remember my strong whys that I came up with while I went on this journey. That was really helpful for me when my brain did offer me, hey, we should fast. Hey, we should eat more sugar and flour than ever before. Like, wait a second, hang on. I know I covered this while I was losing weight. Let me go back and see what my whys were. And then lastly, this is where doing the work on separating your why, why you're learning and why you're using these skills from weight loss. This is why it's so key, right? So the earlier you do this, the better, because if you tie using the hunger scale, for example, to only losing weight, then of course your brain is going to offer you to ditch it whenever you get into maintenance. But if you're teaching yourself, hang on, I use the hunger scale for many other reasons, and some of them have nothing to do with weight loss. Let me key in and hone in on those reasons, And the earlier you can do this, the better, so that when you're using like the three tools that I teach, especially in my one-on-one coaching program with my clients, allowing urges and processing emotions, the hunger scale, and the three steps, planning your food ahead of time, writing it down, and honoring your plan. The earlier we come up with strong whys as to why we're working on these skills, why they're so valuable and so important, and not tie them to just losing weight, the better. And then you have strong reasons as to why you're practicing these skills beyond weight loss. So you float into maintenance (laughs) and you're naturally continuing to do these skills and practicing these tools, even if you're not losing weight anymore. I love this next question. How do you prove to yourself or have proved to yourself that you can keep it off and do it with ease? This person goes on to say, yes, it's been a year, but how do you keep showing yourself that this is the new and future path, not any of the years past of losing, then gaining and losing again? I love this question because I think what's so important for me, and I love being able to talk to you about this on the podcast, is I think it's because I knew 
that this way of doing things, when I learned about coaching, when I learned about emotional eating and over desire and emotions, when I learned all about this, and I would say that was around 2018, I was like, oh, this is the thing that I have been looking for and waiting for. This is why I've been overeating. And now I'm also being taught how to stop doing it. And so I think it was simply that going into this being the way I was going to lose weight was the answer. And so I knew that I would be able to keep it off. Whereas in the past, I've lost weight with dieting, with the shakes, with the exercise, right? Just restricting things and and all that jazz. I knew you just you just know subconsciously that you're not going to be able to keep it off because the way you lost it wasn't maintainable, right? Even if you don't use that word maintainable, you just know diets aren't meant for forever, right? That's why there's a summer diet or a winter diet or, you know, any of these fad diets, they're not meant to be something you do forever. But when I learned about solving for emotional eating to stop over desiring food and instead desire things outside of food to learn how to feel comfortable feeling my emotions so I didn't need food anymore. Or even thinking about the podcast from last week, embracing boredom and no longer needing to distract myself and learning about being okay with my human experience, with my thoughts, with my feelings. All of these things was like, this is it. This is the answer. This is what I've been waiting for. I'm so glad I didn't give up. So going into maintenance, I was like, of course, I'm going to keep it off. It's a no brainer because the way I lost it was me solving for the real reasons why I had gained weight and kept using food for anything other than fuel. So I would say for you listening to this, think about how you've lost the weight so far or what you plan on using to lose weight as you continue on and just be asking yourself, is this how I want to maintain my weight loss? Is this maintainable, right? Go back to episode one. What is simple weight loss? It's maintainable and doable. So anything I use to lose weight, I want to make sure it's maintainable and doable so that I know I'll be able to keep it off and go into it with that intention so that when you do hit your goal, you're like, of course, I'm keeping it off because I've set that intention from the beginning or from this moment on. I would say part two of my answer for this question is the way I was learning from my coaches. I was in two programs. I think I've talked about this before that were teaching me about emotionally overeating and over desiring food and stopping overeating. I was taking what they were teaching me and I was making it even more simple. I was breaking it down and I almost made my own weight loss program from what they taught me. And that's just my personality. Like I got to break down what you're telling me and then do it in my own way. And the reason why this was so beneficial for me in maintenance was because I took what I was being taught and I made it, I'm going to say it again, doable for me to do while I was working full time and becoming a coach and starting my coaching business. And then of course, growing my coaching business. So I didn't just take what someone was telling me which is useful if that's how your brain works, but I needed to make it even more manageable for me. And so since I was doing that, I realized, well, then if I keep doing it this way that I've created for myself, I could just keep doing this for as long as I need to. And then, of course, I'll 
keep doing it in maintenance as well. And that's why I teach simple weight loss. That's why I teach it in my program. That's why I teach it to you here on the podcast. And I talk about it everywhere because I think that the way I was being taught, it wasn't simple enough for me to be able to do on a daily basis. And that's not those programs fault. That was just my brain and the way my brain is wired. And so I broke it down to make it even more maintainable and doable for myself. And now I teach that so that if you're someone who, right, if you've been around for a little while, you know this, who has two big goals, and it's usually if you're a coach, it's building your business or growing your business and losing weight. If you can make losing weight so doable and so maintainable, or really I want to say so manageable, you'll just keep taking the next step while you give most of your time and effort to your business, let's say. And that's what I did. I made it so doable to do while I was doing all these other things and to just keep taking the next step. And that's how I lost the weight. So then of course I could maintain it. That was a no brainer. So that's why I keep coming back to paying attention to how you're losing weight. Are you doing in a doable way? And are you doing in a maintainable way? And of course, I have to plug my program here because that's exactly what I base my one-on-one coaching program on, making sure that it's doable and maintainable for you so that you can keep doing the work, losing weight, learning the skills, unraveling old stories, all the coaching, right? All the learning how to trust yourself, creating safety for your emotions, no longer needing food to feel better for comfort, all while giving most of your time and energy to your business. And so then it's doable. And so if it's doable while you're doing that, then of course you can maintain it when you've reached your goal. And if you want to learn more about my program, you can go to my website, pagewoman.com, and you can click services and then click book a consult and we can get on a consult call and talk about exactly what it would be like to go through my program together. And then if you just want to keep learning about this outside of the podcasts, you can click on under that same tab services and you can sign up for my email list where you'll hear from me every week where I give lots of good stuff, just like I do in the podcasts, but it's in your inbox instead of in your ear. (laughs) So I had to plug that for you because when people are asking me these questions about maintenance, I want people to know that it's available to work through a program that has you maintaining your weight in mind. Okay, this next question is, how do you keep maintaining even during your vacation and holidays? And of course, I have a couple of parts to this answer too. We're just gonna have to do this in two parts because I have so much to say with all of these questions and I wanna get to them all. I think that's just what we'll do. (laughs) I'm deciding it here and now while I record. Okay, so this question, how do you keep maintaining even during your vacation and holidays? And um, my main answer to this question is to be intentional. Being intentional has so much to do with this answer. I've lost, maintained, and gained on holiday. And it always depends on what my thoughts are going into it. And I would say like, also just be clear and aware with yourself of what your intention is with your weight before you go on holidays. But so there's a couple of things around intentionality here. But the main thing that I'm saying is decide what you're looking forward to, whether it comes to food, family, connection, like have that in mind. What kind of vacation is this? Is this going to be where 
I spend all my time just soaking up family and friends time and going on all these adventures, 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 (laughs) jeez, adventures and experiencing so many fun things. And food is just going to be a blip. I'm going to eat food to make sure I'm fueled and to make sure that I'm energized And I'm going to make sure I eat nourishing, replenishing, refreshing foods to just so that I can keep up with all the things that I want to do with my friends and family. Okay, so that's what I'm going to have in mind as I go on this trip. And that's going to color or filter how I decide what I eat and won't eat. So maybe I don't have that many exceptions or sugary and flowery foods on this trip because I'm going to just be soaking up all my time with my friends and my family and going on all of these adventures And food will just be something that really fuels and energizes me. Or I'm going to, this was me and my husband a couple years ago, Japan, and I am wanting to find the place that makes the best ramen. So I'm going to have a lot of flour. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to eat past full at every meal, right? This is what I mean by being intentional. I'm going to eat and a big part of the focus of my trip is going to be around food, But that doesn't mean that I eat past full or that I emotionally eat. It means that food will be more of a, not just a blip on the radar, it's going to be a bigger piece to my trip. But I'm also not just focused on eating, I'm focused on this and I'm focused on that. And so you can see how just taking a couple of minutes, maybe on a walk the week or two before you go on your trip or just talking this out with someone of what do I want this trip to be focused on? What do I want my intentions to be? And taking a look at what your thoughts are going into it. I have a client who's going on a cruise soon. And so we've been talking about this and having this conversation of, well, what do I want to use food for? Is it that I'm going to have a couple extra exceptions on this trip? Is it that, you know what, I really just don't want food to be an important part of this. Just setting your intention has so much to do with it. And this, I would say, is for weight loss and maintenance. But I would say for maintenance, it's just a matter of, do I want to maintain my weight? Am I okay with gaining a few pounds? Or do I have a goal of losing? I've done that before. That's kind of fun. It's just dialing in my hunger scale and making sure that I'm feeling my emotions and, you know, all the usual things (laughs) on my trip. I think the next part to this question, and this is so good, I love this question, is that I'm really abundant about exceptions and the holidays. And what I mean by that is there's going to be plenty of holidays. There's going to be plenty of seasons where Starbucks has their peppermint mocha lattes or their cranberry bliss bars. There's going to be plenty of Thanksgivings and pumpkin pie or pecan pie. And if I want to have a couple of extra exceptions on the holidays, then by all means. But again, it's being intentional about my decision ahead of time, which goes back to the skills that I'm always talking about using your prefrontal cortex, that part of your brain that sits right above your eyebrows, using that part of your brain to make the best decisions for you and your body. And so going back to this being abundant piece, I actually, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet. So this is good. I have an exception list. I have a list of all the things that I want to eat And it's really creating a, or has created a trusting relationship with myself where if I have a desire to eat something, I put it on the list and then I schedule when I'm going to have that. And you better believe in November and December, 
there's a couple of cranberry bliss bars on my exception list. And there's a couple of Ball Buxies drinks. That's what I call Starbucks, Buxies. <laughs> there's a couple of, of lattes with the sugar in them on my exception list for the next couple of months as I'm recording this in the fall going into winter time. But I'm also abundant in that I'll have a couple and the next year I'll have a couple. I had a client once where we talked about these Christmas cookies that I think it was her or her family would make every year. And she was in the opposite of abundance. She was in scarcity. I won't get these again till next year. I need to eat all the cookies. I need to eat like two dozen, maybe even three dozen just to really get my fill. And we talked about, you know, feeling enoughness and feeling abundant and thinking about how I'll eat the amount that I want to eat. And then there will be plenty of next year, plenty of cookies next year for me to have. And that really shifted a lot for her. And I remember her telling me that last year, as that season passed, that she had just a few cookies compared to how, how many she used to eat in the past. And so I would say being abundant about if I want to have a couple more exceptions than usual, if I want to have a couple more sweets and treats than usual, then by all means, and there's going to be plenty holidays, plenty of vacations. Like there is no shortage of me being able to find sweets and treats and all the things throughout the year. And with that abundance mindset, it's not that now we're giving ourselves the opportunity to eat all the things. What we're saying is there's plenty. So why don't I just eat what will satiate me and then be done? And then the last piece I'll say for this question is, I like to think about who I'm being while I'm on my holiday or my vacation. And this for me is so important. And I will say that every vacation and every holiday is an opportunity for me to practice who I want to be while I'm not at home, while I'm traveling, while I'm in another country or at someone else's house. And who I want to be is someone who focuses so much more on the connections and the experiences and so much less on the food. And so every Thanksgiving, for example, is an opportunity for me to just get even better at that. So really thinking about even in maintenance, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up around food when I'm on my trips, when I'm on vacation or when the holidays come around? It's so funny because we just got back from a five day, four night. So a kind of a longer trip for us. And we were in the Smokies. I don't know why I had to think about that. <laughs> we were in the Smokies and we, it was a pretty relaxing trip. I mean, we did do a couple of things, but we went to the grocery store first. And I don't know that we've ever done that. Go to the grocery store and make sure we've got food ready for us at the house so we don't have to order in or go out for every meal. And I bought some salads for us and some fruit for our trip, knowing that I wanted to eat nourishing and fueling foods. And yes, we bought candy and chips and popcorn. We had a whole in-home movie theater system. So of course, we got some popcorn, which I actually didn't even eat any now that I'm remembering. But we got the things that we wanted to get. And part of what we wanted to get was nourishing foods. And I thought, yeah, this is who I'm becoming. I want to be this person who mainly just keeps eating those whole nourishing foods that she loves to eat, whether she's at home or on a trip or away from home. And so even in maintenance, 
I'm still practicing who do I want to be and being intentional ahead of time. So I would say that's, again, this is an answer that's useful for while you're losing weight, but even letting it just be a journey that you're continuing on in the maintenance. Who do you want to be? And let it be something that you might continue to forge and evolve as you go on. Okay, I'm going to answer this question and then I'll leave the rest for part two. What practices, if any, did you change once you moved into maintenance? Did you still plan your food every day, for example? So I love this question and I kind of answered this earlier, but I kind of wanted to go even deeper into it. I still like to focus on my three core skills that I teach. I teach the hunger scale as a skill. This is what I teach the hunger scale, allowing urges and processing emotions and doing the three steps and their skills because they're not just tied to weight loss for me that I want to keep practicing and becoming even masterful with. And so what I like to do is I just rotate them with maybe more space in between the ones that I focus on. So for example, there for a little while, I would plan for a little while, like every day for a couple of weeks, and then I wouldn't plan for a couple of weeks. And I would even tell my clients this, like, hey, in maintenance, you might go on and off the skills, but you're going to keep up with them, right? Like come back to planning. And so that's what I would do because I wanted to check in and make sure that when I planned, I would continue honoring my plan and was my primal brain trying to argue with me. But recently, I just am continuing to plan. I'm not not planning. In fact, I'm just so convinced that it makes my life so much easier when I plan that this is one that I'm not not doing anymore. So that's been a little bit of a shift. Whereas in the beginning, maybe I wasn't planning all the time. And now I'm like, why would I not plan? <laughs> I don't remember. And I will say this, I always use my hunger scale. When I realized how useful of a skill this was to really open up my brain and body communication, to pay attention to my physical sensations and what my body was trying to tell me and to practice honoring that, I was blown away by how simple this made my life. And you know, I love the word simple. And so I've just realized that I've created this ability to be so in tune with my body that I can't even shut it off. I am always in tune with my hunger scale. And so I'm always using it. And what I'll do sometimes is I will focus in on it. And maybe there for a couple of weeks, I will make sure I'm really checking in and paying even more attention just to build up the skill a little bit. But even when I'm not doing that, I'm always in tune with it. And it really truly is like, I can't turn that off. And I love that. I love knowing that this is a skill that I literally can take with me anywhere I go, is being able to listen to and understand and honor what my body's trying to tell me like, hey, we're hungry. Hey, we're full. We're getting hungry. We're getting full, etc." And I'll say this, this is why my three simple tools are so foundational to my program. My focus for you is to lose weight, right? Like we've already said, in a way that's doable and maintainable so that as you lose it, you'll keep it off. And I really am loving being proof of that. I love saying I'm never going on a diet again and maintenance is so easy. (laughs) I love saying that. And going back to these tools, I can't imagine ever not using my planner, my urge jar. That one is so important to me. It stays on my desk. 
I use it for everything, not even just food, but urges in my business or, you know, just things that are going on in my life. And I can't ever imagine not using my hunger scale. It's like going back to the brushing your teeth. Like, can you ever imagine not needing to brush your teeth? No, you will always be someone who brushes their teeth. It's a lifelong tool that you're going to use to keep your teeth as healthy as possible. So once you really think about these simple tools as being like that, like a lifelong tool that you're just going to keep using to keep yourself as healthy as possible and healthy, meaning using your prefrontal cortex, creating safety and getting good at processing your emotions, that kind of thing, staying in tune with your body. Once you're on board with it being a lifelong thing, then again, maintenance gets to be simple. It's easy for me to maintain my teeth and my gum health because I just brush my teeth every day. Even if sometimes I forget, right? I'm not perfect. There are days where I only brush once a day or by golly, there have been days where I have not brushed my teeth every day. But for the most part, I brush every day, twice a day. I do floss and mouthwash and all that because I'm so sold on how simple it is to keep up with my teeth health. So in the same way, it's like, oh, I just plan my food. Of course, I'm going to plan my food. It's how I know what I'm going to eat. And I hate leaving it up to the to me in the moment who's like got to figure out what to eat five minutes before it's time to eat. No, I don't do that to myself anymore. And of course, I'm always going to be listening to my body. That's a no brainer. And I'm never going to not allow my urges and process my emotions because I'm a human who's always going to have emotions. So when you think about it like that, it's so easy to keep up with these simple tools and skills once you move into maintenance. Okay, those are all the questions I'm going to answer. I thought I would be able to get through them all, but of course, I had to riff off of each one. But I'm so glad I did because if any or all of this helps you know that maintenance is possible, not only possible, but probable when you're intentional about how you lose weight, then it's totally worth it. I'm so glad someone taught me how to lose weight in a way that made it easy for me to keep the weight off. And so I'm just passing on that gift that I was given on to you. And of course, I'm going to mention this again. If this is how you want to lose weight, then reach out to me. This is what I do. I help you lose weight while you're doing other big things in your life. And you do it in a way that's doable and maintainable so that any weight you lose, you're going to maintain. If you're interested, grab your consult call by emailing me at hello at pagewoman.com or send me a message on Instagram at lifecoachpageb and let me know you want to get on a consult call with me. All right, y'all, that's it for this part one. And of course, there's going to be a part two because I've got more of your questions to answer. And since I'm going to do a part two, when you listen to this, go ahead and send me a message on Instagram at lifecoachpageb and let me know what questions you have. And maybe I'll be able to fit in a couple of extra. All right, y'all. I'll see you next week. Bye.